0: Thank you so much for taking the time out. I know you're super busy at the moment. How are you doing, first of all?
1: I'm I'm good, you know, a bit tired. It was like the press night for the play yesterday and ended up leaving a bit later than I thought I would, but I feel good. How do you feel? Do
0: you know what? I'm a bit tired too. It's been one of those weeks, but it's all good. So you mentioned you had the press night for the play last night. Describe your life right now in one word or sentence, if you can.
1: I feel like I'm in a, like a... I'm in a moment of just like learning like I feel like a sponge I feel like I'm in a really grateful space it's been really incredible to be able to like rehearse with these people for like four weeks and then like in the fifth week have like a technical and then actually start the play I remember like telling Alia Duffin she plays Shannon the play the moment before the first preview I was like I thought I wanted to go home (laughs) time I blinked like the play was over and that was just a wonderful thing to experience, like doing a play from like start to finish. Not like starting a run and finishing a run, but just doing like one night of performing live.
0: Um, you're in a lot of projects at the moment. But I want to talk to you a bit about liaison from Apple TV Plus. Tell me what was it that drew you to this particular production?
1: Um, I think it was how like light but expansive the project felt. It felt like it would have been a new experience, and by that point, it was all about just trying things and seeing, like, seeing Wagwan. Like, the script had some like, really cool things that happened to the character. For example, like, there's a big train crash, and I, want, I really wondered how, like, how a production would do that, that was able to do, like, whatever they kind of wanted. If that was, like, an independent film or a play, like, the play would have done it. It would have been stylized. If it was an independent film, it wouldn't have been... It wouldn't have that gravitas, but, like, with this show, it was so, so cool, like, seeing them build a whole train, a whole set, like, a big part of the budget for the series went towards that one scene and creating ambience. It was really, like, inspiring and nice to see that that's, that's possible. So, like, when writing or when imagining stories, like, you don't have to like bound yourself to to thinking that things like that aren't possible to like depict.
0: Tell me a bit about your character. Kim. she's the daughter of this prominent black human rights lawyer who's played by Daniel Francis. How does she find herself mixed up in this sort of French English espionage world?
1: She's not involved in any of it. But well, then she becomes like a victim of like what people are doing above um, and it just shows two worlds and those worlds end up colliding because of they get like the results of like the bad actions of the top world and like she ends up being a victim of that because it's like Daniel's character he's also a good guy but he gets caught up in that because of his partner and it just shows like the domino effect with like people's actions and how it affects their loved ones and Kim ends up being the loved one who's affected by her dad's choice of partner of of companionship you know like we enter in our lives it's really important because they they affect the people around us ourselves like in ways that we probably don't understand it really made me realize that sometimes coincidences or like random things can be planned because it was like a random train crash right but us looking at the story from a bird's eye view saw that it was planned like not everything in life is random sometimes is calculated and I think that's what this series was about. It was about calculated actions and how it affects people in like in the grand scheme of things.
0: Liaison has got some acting heavyweights in there, of course, and yourself. What did you learn from working alongside people like Daniel Francis?
1: Daniel was my favorite part of the project. I always describe him as like having a mini masterclass. class. Like, getting to know him was fabulous. But like when he goes on his like calculated tangents it's like it's gold he told me some books to read and i read it when i was speaking to him about my next project he actually coached me We had like a little facetime call where he was coaching me through the lines for the next things we used to speak about finance daniel Ooh. was kind of like a man he was a mentor for me the dad role was played like on and off screen i'm truly like grateful to have this connection and he um he's been in the game for for a minute and he knows it and he's solid in it and he's humble but like powered by it, by knowing who he is he knows what one like he's he's got a level of respect for himself that i, I, I think is incredible i just I, i'm just like in my as you asked me the question i'm remembering like some of the funny funny moments that we would have like him telling me about his past living in london it's like he's he's a layered guy
0: have you ever had a plan b like what would you do if you weren't an actress on stage and on screen what would you do instead what would be your plan be
1: as in like if my first opportunity never happened or if I decided now not to do acting
0: if you decided now
1: I would probably do something within arts like maybe like some like gallery work or within fine art something around like the dialogue of the discourse around fine art and like the renaissance and and curation I really love art that's what I did before I started acting, so I think I would I would probably be drawn towards doing that again.
0: Tell me, Buki, what has made you sad, mad and glad this week?
1: One thing that's made me sad is the, the stuff that's happening in Turkey. That's made me sad. No, that's made me mad. The stuff that's happening in Turkey has made me mad. What's made me sad is, like, I've been looking at children and it's been really sad seeing how people aren't looking after children well enough. I was talking to my brother about this and he was just like... He said, like, the stuff you do to children, it shows you well in their adult life. And I think people... It makes me sad that people don't understand that sentiment. It's not even a sentiment. It's it's, um, it's life. It's, one thing that's made me glad is... um There's been loads of things to come out this week and loads of friends... I've like shown me grace, giving me time, and giving me like love, and and I'm I feel really grateful that I'm like coming out of plays and like screenings, and I'm seeing these people who genuinely they could be at home, but they're giving me time, and I feel really grateful. That's made me really glad. And so it's really it's made me like I was walking home the other day, and I clocked that I I have good friends, and that makes me feel really glad.
0: What are you watching right now? If you ever have the time.
1: Unfortunately, I'm not watching anything. But oh, yeah, I'm not watching anything, which is really bad. I think I'm just waiting for Succession. I'm waiting for the latest season of Succession. You and me both. You yeah. You and, know? Me
0: yeah. Me. I think... and did you hear that? uh the season after is going to be the last.
1: So they're going to do. They're going to give us two more.
0: Yeah. So this season that's coming out, and then season five, and then it's done. Uh, at least they
1: gave us the warning. Yeah. Who do you think will be the next successor? Oh. Well, that's a good
0: question. I actually think that it will be Shiv because I think Shiv has mm-hmm. the same kind of mindset as her father. And I think she can power play everybody into getting to the top. I think Roman's far too volatile. Um, Yeah, I think it will be Shiv, definitely. Mm-hmm. I think she's gonna divorce um her husband, kick him to the cab completely. And I think she's gonna take over everything. Who do you think will be the successor?
1: You're the first person I've met who said ship. You know, I think I think it will be Kendall. I think it will be Kendall because it's always for me. It's like it's always been Kendall, and Kendall is too much like his dad. And I think that they need to be dirty. For, I don't know. I, I never thought about it being ship. We can talk about this all day. It's crazy. We could.
0: <laughs> I think it'll be let. Let's revisit this at the end of season five.
1: Yeah. and we'll see, we'll see who yeah. is right
0: yeah <laughs> 100 um, what are you reading right now have you got any time to read anything
1: what I'm reading is Giovanni's Room by James Baldwin Giovanni's Room and Men Without Women the, with all the short stories I'm really liking Giovanni's Room not only because of like the play I only get to pick up the book once in a like, couple days but the, the language in Giovanni's Room like James Baldwin's my favourite stuff so it's nice to go back to that book.
0: And what are you listening to right now? Have you and have you got any tracks that you listen to before you go on stage?
1: Yeah, do you know it's yesterday? I listened to Sway. Um, I haven't D- listened to little Sway
0: Derek.
1: for ages. No, there's a little, there's little Derek's tune. Little Derek's doing okay. That's that song um, because it's old and it's like I want to listen to song music of my character, but I also want to listen to like to what crosses her between Bookie and I think that's that's proper old school. But I've, the energy gives me, it gives me a hype that I, I like. And I like Sway, ad-libs, his ad-libs, his ad get to be I was listening to that, I was listening to Breathe and Stop, I was listening to The Locks and like some like Jamaican music, like Ambush and the, and um Skeng. Because like I was listening to hype. Sometimes when you're warming up, I need hype music. I recently had um like, developed a love for um Caribbean like Jamaican music, so that's the mixture of like the old school and the and the yard the yard music.
0: <laughs> what um, was the last thing that you saw on stage?
1: Oh, um, the last thing I saw on stage, I can't remember the last thing I saw. That I I liked. I did I do remember the last thing I saw, but I don't know. Wanna... I don't want to say because I can't remember the name because I, I don't think I enjoyed it. But um, <laughs> the my friend Sam Adwumi he's in a play right now that's like everyone who's watched it keeps saying great things about it. So I'm trying to find the time around this play to watch, and I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Sam Adwumi and Michael Balligan, like they but they both have plays on right now. That's the theater I can't wait for. So as soon as I see those plays, I'm gonna let the whole of London know.
0: And lastly, I want to give you the opportunity to celebrate someone else. Who do you really rate right now?
1: Who do I really rate right now? That's a great question. Loads of people. There's an actor called Tamara Lawrence. I've, like, followed her work for a minute. She was just in Silent Twins. And the performance in Silent Twins was just... <clears throat> it was ridiculous. Her and Letitia Wright were incredible. But I want to, like, single out. Tamara for me because she rocked me her performance rocked me like I had to hold myself in these spaces but she opened the level of vulnerability that I wasn't ready for and she's been she's been doing that She she does that with plays as well but that's that's the thing like when you I feel like with theater you get like you get the space and you get the expansion but with screen sometimes you get the intimacy and when you Tamara knows how to do both with both mediums and I think that's crazy
0: Thank you so much, Bookie Bakray. Loving seeing you in liaison and Apple TV Plus and everything else you're up to. So thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you so much.